Welcome to Grace and Glory Audio, featuring Pastor P.G. Matthew. Today, Pastor Matthew continues in the Bible series in the Book of Romans with this message entitled, Holy Boasting of a Christian, preached August 26, 2012. If you have your Bible with you, please turn to Romans chapter 15, verse 17. There is something called boasting. So I want to speak to you about the holy boasting of a Christian. The question is, can a Christian boast, be proud of? All boasting is not sinful. There is a boasting that is holy. Boasting in self is sinful. The unbeliever in Jesus Christ is thankless, worthless, hopeless, godless, and what? Boastful. He boasts in his achievements, even though he exists by God's will and his common grace. Apart from God, man can do nothing. A sinner boasts in his self-righteousness, which is like filthy rags before God, it stings. If salvation is by human efforts, one can boast in himself. But Paul says, for it is by grace. You have been saved through faith, and this is not from yourselves. It is the gift of God, not by works, so that no one can boast. The Pharisee is always boasting. Luke 18, the Pharisee stood up and prayed about himself. God, I thank you that I'm not like other men, robbers, evildoers, adulterers. I fast twice a week and give a tenth of all I get. Another Pharisee, St. Paul, he said this, though I myself have reasons for such confidence, if anyone else thinks he has reasons to put confidence in the flesh, I have more circumcised on the eighth day of the people of Israel, of the tribe of Benjamin, of Hebrew of Hebrews, in regard to the law, a Pharisee, as for zeal, persecuting the church, and as for legalistic righteousness, perfect. And the brother of Jesus, James, says in chapter 4, Why you do not even know what will happen tomorrow? What is your life? You are a mist that appears for a little while and then vanishes. Instead, you ought to say, if it is the Lord's will, we will live and do this or that. St. Paul says in 1 Corinthians 1, Therefore, as it is written, let him who boasts boast in the Lord St. Paul says in Galatians 6 may I never boast except in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ through which 
the world has been crucified to me and I to the Lord. And Psalm 44 says in God we make our boast all day long and we will praise your name forever. Paul is boasting in his service to the Lord which Christ did through him. He's excited about the excellent job he did in serving Christ. He has great satisfaction and joy as he looked upon the work he has done for God. It is a sin to get a C grade when we are able to get an A. And I'm speaking to you, you are getting C. It's not good. Because you are lazy. And you cannot boast in the Lord. We are to do all things for the glory of God, whether we eat or drink. We are to offer ourselves daily to God as living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to him. I know you are happy with C, but the question is, is God happy with your C performance? Paul has done his priestly service to God excellently by the grace given to him. Let me ask you, friends, how is your studies? How is your work life? How is your marriage? How are your children doing? Serving God or serving the devil? How is your financial life? How is your witnessing to Jesus Christ? Can you say, I have boasting in Christ Jesus in all my service to God? Or this morning, are you ashamed of your life? Are you a failure? Then I have good news for you. Repent and do excellently by living by faith in Christ. Live by his grace. He is the vine and and you are the branches. You can do all things excellently by Christ who gives you strength and wisdom. Paul glories in his work because the work he did was in Christ Jesus. The work he did was the work Christ did through him. Preaching the gospel in the power of the Holy Ghost Point number one, point number two, the purpose of preaching the gospel is that you render obedience to Jesus Christ. Paul glories in his work because in Christ Jesus, he has done his missionary task. That is, he did it in union with Christ Jesus, not in his own strength. In one sense, the church is the body of Christ. That is, we are his hands and feet. 
Christ builds his church on earth not through angels, but through his holy people who work for him by grace. God is at work, sir. God is at work in all our good work. 1 Corinthians 3, 4, we are God's fellow workers. We are God's fellow workers. 2 Corinthians 6, as God's fellow workers, we urge you not to receive God's grace in vain. Isaiah said in Isaiah 26, Lord, you establish peace for us. All that we have accomplished, you have done for us. Philippians 2, therefore, my dear friends, continue to work out your salvation with fear and trembling, for it is God who works in you, both to will and to do according to his good purpose. Paul says in Philippians 4, I can do all things through him who gives me strength. 2 Corinthians 9, and God is able to make all grace abound to you. So that in all things at all times, having all that you need, you will abound in every good work. John 15 verse 5, if a man remains in me and I in him, he will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. St. Paul spoke about himself in 1 Corinthians 15, for I am the least of the apostles and do not even deserve to be called an apostle because I persecuted the church of God, but By the grace of God, I am what I am. And his grace to me was not without effect. No, I worked harder than all of them, yet not I, but the grace of God that was with me. Christ works through me. The angel told Cornelius to call Peter from Joppa to preach the gospel to him that he and his household be saved. Without us, in one sense, Christ cannot build his church. And without him, we are nothing. And we can do nothing. So we say to God be all the glory. Yet we also glory in what we did. In and through Christ Jesus. We read of Gideon this statement. The sword of the Lord and of Gideon. Christ's mission in the world is a divine human enterprise. He saved people from Jerusalem to Illyricum by the preaching of the gospel by Saint Paul, by the grace given to him. He worked out what God worked in him by his Holy Spirit. Faith comes by hearing the gospel preached by human instrument, called and sent by God. So we read, how beautiful are the feet of those 
will bring you good news. From Jerusalem to Illyricum, from South India to California, God needs people, holy people, to do his holy work. Our work matters for God to preach the gospel. Dr. Boyce speaks about preaching the gospel, the whole gospel, and what's uh, nothing but the gospel. To preach the gospel that Jesus Christ, the Son of God, became incarnate. He lived a sinless life. He fully obeyed God. He was crucified for our sins. He was buried and was raised on the third day for our justification. He bore our sins. He justifies all who repent and believe on him. Outside of him there is no salvation. There is no hope. There is no eternal life. Only eternal judgment. Preach the gospel. And preach the whole gospel. We must preach the whole gospel as given to us. In Paul's letter to the Romans, we must preach the whole Bible. We must preach not only justification, but also sanctification. So to the elders of Ephesus, St. Paul said this, For I have not hesitated to proclaim to you the whole will of God. We must preach that Jesus is Lord and therefore he alone is the savior of his people. We must preach nothing but the gospel. Jesus Christ alone saves not Jesus and Allah. How do you like that? Allah cannot save anybody. He himself must be saved. But he was not. And he'll be raised up for divine judgment. Not Christianity and cults and mother nature and Marxism. We must preach the sufficiency and total authority of the Bible. For all aspects of our human existence. Paul boasts in his work. For God. But that's not all. He boasts in Christ Jesus. He boasts in God who gave him grace. He boasts in the Holy Spirit who indwells him, empowers him, teaches him, and guides him. He boasts not in anything he has done without Christ. He boasts what Christ has fully accomplished in saving sinners through St. Paul. Jesus Christ is the worker. For he said in John 5 verse 17, my father is always at his work to this very day and I too am working. Did you hear about the Protestant work ethic Where did they get that? They get from the Bible. You look at 
places where Reformation gospel went, they all worked and achieved. Of course, they are going down the tube now because they rejected the gospel that brought about the Western civilization. Our Lord Jesus Christ is a worker. He always works. What are you doing? Ask yourself, sir. What are you doing? 1.792 cumulative GPA. What are you doing? What are you doing with your life? You are 29 years of age, 53 years of age. Time is gone. What are you doing? Are you proud of what you did so far? God works through us. Christ worked through St. Paul by Paul's word and deed, his doctrine and his life. And his ministry was powerful. As an apostle of Christ, he performed signs and wonders. Signs and wonders is a phrase rooted in the authentication of the ministry of Moses at the time of the Exodus. The magicians of Egypt were no match for the God of Moses. Signs and wonders authenticated the deity of Jesus Christ and his message. Signs and wonders authenticated the office and message of Christ's apostles. So we read in Acts chapter 5. The apostles performed many miraculous signs and wonders among the people. And Acts 19 verse 11, God did extraordinary miracles through Paul. And St. Paul says in 2 Corinthians 12, in defense of his apostolic office, The things that mark an apostle's signs, wonders, and miracles were done among you with great perseverance. The gospel of the scriptures today needs no such authentication. Did you hear that, sir? The signs and wonders performed by Jesus Christ and his apostles have done it. The gospel has been what? Authenticated. If you are a sign seeker, you are going to be disappointed. Jesus said, so they asked him, what miraculous sign then will you give that we may see it and believe you? What will you do? Do something. Matthew 16 verse 4, a wicked and adulterous generation looks for a miraculous sign, but none will be given it except the sign of Jonah. And Jesus then left them and went away. Friends, God has given us the greatest certified sign of the resurrection of Jesus Christ. So we read in Acts 1, after his suffering, he showed himself to these men and gave many convincing proofs that he was alive. And St. Peter tells to Cornelius and, the, and his household, we are witnesses of everything he did in the country of the Jews and Jerusalem. 
They killed him by hanging him on a tree. But God raised him from the dead on the third day and caused him to be seen. Friends, God is not going to satisfy your sign-seeking lust. The Gospel of John reports the signs and wonders Christ performed, including the raising up of Lazarus from the tomb after four days. John concluded his Gospel by saying this, but these are written that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that by believing that you may have life in his name. And he tells this in 1 John chapter 5, we accept man's testimony. But God's testimony is greater because it is the testimony of God which he has given about his son. God is not pleading with us to believe in him and be saved. The preaching of the gospel is a declaration of war by King Jesus to all wicked sinners under the wrath of God as we read Psalm 2 today. This king who has received all authority in heaven and on earth purposes to gain glory by totally defeating his enemies. Yet he also purposes to save those who repent and believe in him and totally surrender to his lordship. He will display his glory in the destruction of the wicked and he will display his glory also in saving those who will surrender to him confessing Kurios Jesus Jesus is Lord so St. Paul says Romans 9 verse 17 for the scripture says to Pharaoh I raised you up for this very purpose that I might display my power in you that my name might be proclaimed in all the earth Psalm 77 verse 14 you are the God who performs miracles you display your power among the peoples so Jesus Christ commands never begs never pleads all to repent to believe in him and to love one another So listen, Acts 17, in the past God overlooked such ignorance, but now what, sir? He commands all people everywhere to repent. And you don't want that? Okay. Verse 31, for he has set a day when he will judge the world with justice by the man he has appointed, and he has given proof of this to all men by raising him from the dead. He commands. Peter replied, repent and be baptized, every one of you. He commands. And St. Paul spoke to the jailer 
who asked, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? Believe in the Lord Jesus and you'll be saved and your household. And in 1 John chapter 3, and this is his command to believe in the name of his son, Jesus Christ. And this is his command to love one another. The choice, friends, is between eternal life and eternal death. Choose life. No creation can successfully resist God the creator. Neither angels nor humans. In the end, God's eternal purpose shall be fulfilled. And we read about it in Matthew 25, verse 46. Then they will go away to eternal punishment, but the righteous to eternal life. Don't expect God to perform a miracle for you to induce you to believe. It will not happen. God is sovereign. He does what he pleases always. He performs miracles even today. He heals the sick. He may raise the dead. He does what he wills. And we read in 1 Corinthians 12 verse 11, all these are the work of one and the same spirit and he gives them to each one just as he wills. Lazarus who was raised from the dead died again and was buried and he is still buried. Friends, the greater miracle is not physical healing or being raised from the dead it is the miracle of God saving a sinner by raising him up spiritually so we read Ephesians 2 verse 3 and 4 all of us also lived among them at one time gratifying the cravings of our sinful nature and following its desires and thoughts like the rest, we were by nature objects of wrath, dead in trespasses and sins. But because of his great love for us, God, who is rich in mercy, made us alive together with Christ. And so we read, We are God's workmanship created in Christ Jesus unto good works which God prepared in advance that we should do them. That's a miracle of new creation, sir. Not that you just said Jesus is Lord. But he made you alive, given you a new heart, a new mind, a new disposition. He put the Holy Ghost in you. Therefore, Paul says, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old is gone and the new has come. Galatians 6.15, neither circumcision nor uncircumcision means anything. What counts is what? A new creation. And that's what Christ accomplished through the ministry of St. Paul. And that is what God has done to us. We are God's miracles. In us God has displayed his splendor. It is his purpose to bring us to glory. 
So he said in Hebrews 2, in bringing many sons to glory, it was fitting that God for whom and through whom everything exists should make the author of their salvation perfect through suffering. New creation, sir, we are. We are being brought to glory that we may shine in the brightness of the sun. Yes, we boast in the Lord in what Christ has done through us. He gives us a crown of life, a crown of glory, a crown of righteousness. And in heaven, what are we going to do with the crown? They lay their crowns before the throne and say, you are worthy. Our Lord and God to receive glory and honor and power for you created all things. And by your will they were created and have their being. What about miracles today? Bible speaks about counterfeit miracles performed by the agents of Satan. So read Dr. Boyce's commentary, volume 3 and volume 4. And he will deal severely with these frauds. Jesus said, Matthew 24, for false Christ and false prophets will appear and perform great signs and miracles to deceive even the elect, if that were possible. 2 Thessalonians 2, 9, the coming of the lawless one will be in accordance with the work of Satan displayed in all kinds of counterfeit miracles, signs, and wonders. Revelation 16, verse 14, they are spirits of demons performing miraculous signs, and so on. I challenge those who claim to perform miracles to raise those who die in their own churches. I challenge you. And your wife is a drug addict and you didn't heal her. You are a fool to deceive people who want to be ignorant of the scriptures. So so-called modern miracle workers are agents of Satan who deceive people who hate to study the Bible. Those who are looking for health and wealth and fame, listen! He has not promised these things. He has promised persecution, trials, and even death. He demands that we deny ourselves, take up the cross, and, and follow him. You want to know what he promised? Mark 13, you must be on your guard. You'll be handed over to the local councils and flogged in the synagogues on account of me. You will stand before governors and kings as witnesses to them. Brother will betray brother to death. And a father, his child, children will rebel against their parents and have them put to death. All men will hate you because of me, but he who stands firm to the end will be saved. Did you hear that? Did you read that in the Bible? Well, let me read it to you what Paul experienced. Second Corinthians 11. Are they servants of Christ? I'm out of my mind. 
to talk like this. I'm more. I have worked much harder, been in prison more frequently, been flogged more severely, been exposed to death again and again. Five times I received from the Jews 40 lashes minus one. Three times I was beaten with rods. Once I was torn. Three times I was shipwrecked. I spent a night and day in the open sea. I have been constantly on the move. I've been in danger from rivers, danger from bandits, danger from my own countrymen, danger from Gentiles, danger in the city, danger in the country, danger at sea, danger from false prophets. Did anybody tell you that, the gospel? There is no promise that you'll be rich and famous. You made it up. And Satan made it up for you. You like it. St. Paul told us that we live in a what body? Mortal body. To us, to live is Christ and to die is gain. He told us in Romans 8, 23, we groan inwardly as we wait for our adoption as sons, the redemption of our bodies. He told us elsewhere that he left Trophimus sick at Miletus, this great apostle. His friend from Philippi, Epaphroditus, was so sick that he almost died. Timothy was known for his frequent illnesses. So he counseled him to stop drinking water and use a little wine. He himself asked for healing, but for his own spiritual health, God did not heal him, but gave him more grace. Yes, God heals. Our good health, yes, comes from God alone, but there is a sickness unto death for us, and we shall be with the Lord. Yes, Paul boasted in Christ Jesus what Christ accomplished through him. And he also boasted in his weaknesses. He says in 2 Corinthians 12, I will boast about a man like that, but I will not boast about myself except about my weaknesses. Christ worked through him in the power of signs and wonders and in the power of the Holy Spirit. So friends, behind all our good work is God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. Without God working through us, we could not preach the gospel with power, and no sinner will be saved. Christ worked through St. Paul in the Holy Spirit, so he was able to be a pioneer missionary in the eastern part of the Roman Empire. And it was his policy to preach only in strategic centers where Christ was not named, not worshipped. For example, he worked for three years in Ephesus, the great city. From the center of the gospel spread to neighboring areas like Colossae, Hierapolis, Laodicea, through the work of those who were saved through his ministry like Epaphras. 
He did not preach in every community. He planted, others watered. He laid the foundation, others, others built upon it. People like Apollos, Timothy, Titus, and local pastors. Finally, the second point, sir. Wake up, sir. Second point, sir. What was the objective of Christ working through St. Paul in the power of signs and wonders, in the power of the Holy Ghost? And the Greek text says, Eis hupa koen ethnon. Objective unto obedience of the Gentiles. Not just to agree with the gospel, not just to believe the gospel, the purpose was the full surrender of the Gentiles to King Jesus uh, to obey him. And it was prophesied in Genesis 49, verse 10 the scepter will not depart from Judah. Not the ruler staff from between his feet until he comes to whom belongs the obedience of the Gentiles. Therefore, you kings, be wise, be warned, you rulers of the earth. Serve the Lord with fear and rejoice with trembling. Kiss the sun. That's not begging, pleading, beseeching commanding kiss the son lest he be angry and you be destroyed in your way for his wrath can flare up in a moment blessed are all who take refuge in him so Paul accomplished that purpose Romans 6 verse 17 but thanks be to God that though you used to be slaves to sin you wholeheartedly obeyed the form of teaching to which you were entrusted. Jesus Christ works through the apostle that the Gentiles obey Jesus Christ the King. That the Gentiles obey his will as revealed in the scriptures. That Jewish and Gentile believers obey God by obeying his delegated authorities and all those Christ liberates from the crushing burden of the iron yoke of the devil must take Christ's yoke upon themselves which is easy and light and liberating there are no yokeless Christians there are no antinomians in Christ's kingdom, Professor Hodge of Princeton said, the obedience of which Paul speaks is the sincere obedience of the heart and life. Christ works through his ministers not to produce antinomians, but saints who are like his holy son. Those who conform to Christ's image. A faith without obedience is dead. St. James said it is the devil's faith. We are chosen to be holy and blameless. And we are chosen to obey Jesus Christ. 
who have been chosen, 1 Peter 1, 2, according to the foreknowledge of God the Father through the sanctifying work of the Spirit, for what? For obedience to Jesus Christ. True believers are miracles of God, sir. Let's praise the Lord, sir. We are miracles of God. I believe God performs miracles today. And what miracle? Saving a dead sinner and making a saint and a son of God who obeys God and loves God. We are new creations. We are given new hearts. We are given Holy Spirit to do eagerly the holy will of God. If you obey God, if you obey his will revealed in the word, if you obey God's delegated authorities, such as parents and pastors and so on, you are a new creation, the work of the triune God. You are God's miracle. If you are not a believer in Christ, I preach the gospel as God appointed minister. I say to you, repent today and turn to Christ and be saved. For the scripture says, everyone who calls upon the name of the Lord will be saved. And Jesus commands you to surrender to him and obtain rich mercy friends do not ask for a sign to induce you to believe let me tell you friends miracles never saved one human being Jesus saves you and he will save you today do not expect health and wealth and power and fame in this life the world will hate you and persecute you and we all grow now we all must sleep in Christ unless Christ comes again but in due time when Christ comes again we shall receive our full salvation the redemption of our bodies till then we live by faith we live by grace Rejoicing even in tribulations with joy unspeakable and full of glory. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, I refuse to plead and beg. I delivered the message. Holy Spirit, work in human hearts. Bring everyone to humility and total surrender. And help us all. To render obedience to you. In Jesus Christ alone. In whose name we pray. Amen. Amen.